welcome to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Kara Drescher. Today on the show, I am talking with postpartum coach, Samantha Flores. Today we are talking about postpartum depression and things that you can do when you are looking for the right postpartum coach. In addition, we're getting to know Samantha on another level and learning all about her celebrity crush, Vin Diesel, and a new term that she coined called firewater. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great conversation. Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. It is my absolute pleasure. I am so excited to hear all about your work and get to know you a little bit better. I think that we should just jump right in here and talk about what I think is the most important, most exciting thing that you do among all these amazing things. And that (laughs) is your work as a postpartum coach. I would love to know what a postpartum coach is and what drew you to this profession as a postpartum coach? Yeah, of course. So um, I think a lot of things that we do in life are based on our own personal experiences. So becoming a postpartum coach was based on my experience with um, my first child. I had him in 2017 and I prepared the baby registry, the nursery, the, you know, all the things for him but did not at all realize that I was going to need just as much care as, mm. as he did. Yeah. And um, so about four months postpartum, I, it was a struggle for those first four months for mm. me. He didn't sleep. It was just a roller coaster of emotions and just not understanding my body and understanding what I needed. Mm-hmm. And in addition to n- not having more than just that six week checkup, you know, postpartum, <laughs> right. And, which is ridiculous. Yes. Um, <laughs> I totally so. agree there. <laughs> So I ended up suffering with postpartum depression, mm-hmm. not understanding that that what was, ha- was happening to me, my relationship, my marriage with my husband was just so rocky and we were fighting and arguing. And I was just like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just, why can't I get it together? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I had a conversation with my husband, like, you know, I'm not trying to be this, you know, monster, but I just don't understand. And, you know, we kind of discussed together and figured out it was postpartum depression. Mm. So for me, knowledge is power. And when I find something that I don't know enough about, I just throw myself into the research. I know what that's like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I research, research, research. Um, I ended up writing an an ebook for postpartum depression. Amazing. I collaborated with other moms who had gone through it and just like researching and collaborating and just talking and just being like, okay, I'm not the only one who has suffered from this. Because Mm -hmm. when you're in that fog, you're just like, how am I how, first of all, how do I not have the information in this world where information is just everywhere? Yes. And why didn't anybody tell me about this? <laughs> it's true. There's not enough discussion about it prior to yeah. giving birth at all or Definitely. after. <laughs> so from that point on, I've just kind of been snowballing into, you know, throwing myself into the postpartum niche, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, just being uh, an advocate for postpartum, uh, moms and, uh, kind of making myself an unappointed postpartum coach with friends and family, just checking on them constantly and like, Hey, what do you need? I'm not, you know, a licensed professional, but I get it. You know, I've Mm -hmm. been there. Like, how can I help you here? Let me send you this, whatever. Um, and so from there, I just kind of felt like if I'm doing this regularly, I, I think this is a, a need, there's a need for this. There's a need for a postpartum coach. 
And so with that, I became a postpartum coach, meaning um, I'm kind of like a mentor, a friend, just somebody you can reach out to about your postpartum experiences mm-hmm. and just um, just learn together, learn from me. I have a couple of friends who have just had babies in January that are just now reaching out to me like, hey, this is definitely a lot more than I thought it was going to be like, right. what, what is happening? And um, just kind of guiding them through what the changes are, hormonal imbalances, you know, what to expect expect, um, for, you know, maybe postpartum hair loss and kind of things like that. So, um, yeah, I developed my postpartum coach program where I have, um, a community of moms who are all kind of in the same postpartum journey. Mm -hmm. And we have a once weekly check-in where I teach them a lesson for 30 minutes. And then we go into a discussion for the next 30 minutes about the lesson or about what they need specifically, what they're going through, how can I help and what resources I can attain for them. And, um, yeah, I just kind of developed a little community there with postpartum moms. (laughs) That is so amazing and so incredibly needed. Thank you. I think that is just such an important, an important, um, thing. That's not the right word, but something along those lines that is just not readily available that people don't know about. So I, I think that's wonderful that you do that, especially that you check in once weekly. That is so important Just as a side note, when you're going through something as difficult as postpartum depression, you really need that support and you need that check-in and that time to, and especially community. Community is such an important word that I think when you're going through something that difficult, that can be so traumatic, having a community of other women who know what you're feeling and can mm-hmm. be supportive and having someone like you to help guide that I think is just a beautiful thing I think that's and wonderful the, the when I made this program I, you know it was all about um, helping moms and you know giving them giving them the power back for their new identity because that that shift in that identity you know <laughs> from a singular person you subtly change throughout pregnancy you know you have to give up certain foods mm. or um, you know it, drinking smoking whatever if that's who you are so you do that subtle change throughout pregnancy, right? Yep. And then once you get thrown into it, there's no trial run. Like you don't get to like practice with the baby and then, okay, you know, I, I have, you know, the feel for it. Like that's not how yep. it works. Like you not just kind of all. go from I'm pregnant to here's a baby. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. And it, it's exactly what it's, it's like. It's so hard. It is. Yeah. And then that identity shift where you're like all of a sudden a 24-7, uh, you know, person that has to be with somebody else and mm. it's just you lose yourself quickly Absolutely. Um, if you're not you know if you're not understanding what's happening your relationship gets tested no matter how many years months days whatever you've been with your uh, support person it's it's a rocky time to have that relationship shift so oh, um <laughs> I just when I made the program it was all for moms but I didn't realize how much they were going to impact me as well so mm. I've just been learning from them and growing with them and just you know, I, I've gained more friends at this point, and I'm so happy that it's turned out that way. <laughs> that is so awesome to hear. And and that's just, you know, I, I, I just want to piggyback on that for a second and say that's something that I've also discovered that I think is really amazing when you meet women who can relate to something that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Like for me, my big thing was infertility and going yeah. through that and finding that support you really make friends because you have this deep connection about something really the I think the right word is traumatic postpartum it depression is. is traumatic and people don't 
understand that a lot of the time. And I think that's such a lovely thing to not just have the support system, but to develop these friendships with people where you both feel like we get it. We're we're yes. in this together. You know, I, I we've heard that phrase a lot this past year. But aside <laughs> from that, when it's something like this, you are in it together. And having that community and those friends and people that you can care about and really be together. I, I'm I'm kind of saying this in a roundabout way, but I think that's really awesome. You Thank know, you. it's just a really <laughs> great thing. So I want to ask you, I mean, I think you kind of answered it a little bit, but I want to hear a little b- bit more about why you are passionate about working specifically with postpartum moms. Now, like I said, I, I think you answered that a little bit, but I want you to elaborate a little bit if you can. Yeah, for sure. So I'm passionate about it because I just, there, there's just not enough support. And I feel like no matter how many friends or family members that you have in your life, mm-hmm. it's not always easy to reach out to them when you're going through something like this, because you feel like maybe, maybe I'm being ungrateful. Am I alone in this? Like, you know, what are they going to think of me if I tell them that I'm struggling? How is, you know, how are they going to perceive me? And it's sometimes, and I don't know if this is just a human thing, but sometimes we feel like we can open up to a stranger more mm-hmm. so than our friends and family. And um, so I'm passionate about being the one that can be that postpartum support for somebody who is going through something like this and who doesn't feel that they can talk to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want them to have a safe space. I just, I don't want them to struggle like I struggled. I don't want anybody to ever have to feel like how I felt. And that is just my driving point behind waking up in the morning, like, okay, I need to help somebody so they just don't feel the suffering and challenging and pain that I felt when I had my first baby because it's it's a beautiful time yes but it's it's so hard and you know um I just uh I look back and I have some regrets about that first year of my son's life and I don't want anybody else to have that feeling so that's my driving force is is that right there (laughs) I think that's great because it is you know I've talked I didn't personally experience postpartum depression. I was kind of on like the border, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've spoken with so many women who have suffered. And I, I think that you're right on with what you said. You want to help anyone to not feel what you felt because it is so painful and it is so scary and so hard. And I think, you know, I I said it before, I'm going to say it again. I think it is amazing that you can offer this support to people to help them through this extremely difficult time. I think that is just a wonderful thing. And I think it's also amazing because you do have that personal experience. Not amazing because nobody wants to go through something like that. (laughs) But having that experience firsthand, not just the education behind it, but the personal experience is always the part that is the most meaningful because you can actually be in your own head and say, I know what this is like. I get it. I really do. You are not alone. And that's something that you know you said it a few minutes ago that i really just want to harp on for a second is making sure that women who are going through this know you're not alone because it can feel so lonely and you can feel so overwhelmed by how lonely it feels yes and knowing just drive into that dark dark hole and you know it's it's yeah, very scary. It is very scary. You know, something and and this is just a side note, but something but when I was early in my pregnancy, I was in therapy because I was, you know, dealing with the, you know, 
after effects of years of infertility and then this complex triplet that turned into a twin pregnancy. And I said to my therapist, you know, I was really concerned about postpartum depression because I have a history of depression. Mm -hmm. And something very interesting that she had said to me at the time was, you know, postpartum depression. And this is something that I just want to emphasize for any listeners, because it's something to keep in mind is that while yes, that can put you at higher risk for postpartum depression, something she told me really stuck with me all these years. And that is postpartum depression is different. It is different than what you think of as depression. It is a completely different beast, if you will, and you can't prepare for it. You can know about it, but when it's happening, it's like you said a few minutes ago, when it was happening, you didn't quite know what was going on. And that I think is just something so important for women to realize is that it can be happening to you and you're not aware, you know, something is going on, but you can't quite pinpoint it. Even if you have, this is a side note, any type of experience or training or anything when you right. it's happening to you you said i think when you're in the thick of it it just it just is it, it's hard to know exactly what is happening so and I you're already engrossed that. in like you know caring for this newborn and just like mm-hmm. the adjustment period itself that you're like uh, on your to-do list you're almost always the last one because you know we're moms oh we yeah just, we put everybody else first yep <laughs> so you're so engrossed in this little being and this making sure everything is perfect that like whatever's happening to you you kind of start suppressing it you're just like whatever I'll figure it out later I'll mm-hmm. figure it out later and then months go by and you're just like what is happening what has happened and it's just it yeah it's a little monster that just kind of festers and festers and festers until you kind of figure it out um, and like I said before, that six week checkup is not enough because no. these, the, the, that doesn't have any indication on like the postpartum depression that can happen at three months postpartum, five months, seven months, whatever. Cause that, you know, it can pop up even up to a year after baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm, crucial. I'm really glad you just said that because that is something <laughs> that I don't think people really realize I didn't. Yeah. And, you know, just as a side note, you know, I teach continuing education to massage therapists. And one of my courses is advanced prenatal massage, which is a combination of prenatal and postpartum massage. One of my sections is all about postpartum mental health, postpartum depression, you know, baby blues, postpartum psychosis, all of these things that we talk about. And when I was writing this course, what I didn't know was that postpartum depression can take an entire year to pop up. I had no idea. So I'm really, really glad that you just said that because (laughs) I think that is something that people need to be aware of that. It's not as simple as, oh, okay, you know, I because you think about it and you think, oh, if I'm going to have postpartum depression, it's going to hit me when I'm really new to the mothering thing. Nope. But it doesn't. <laughs> it can take a much longer time. And you said it's like a little monster that festers and festers. I wrote that down because that is <laughs> such an amazing way to word it. It's exactly what happens. It just festers and festers and festers and then boom. And so I think... It is a very important thing for a lot of people to understand that it isn't cut and dry. It's not black and white or however you want to word it. Exactly. There's a lot of gray area and it's an extremely important topic that is just not talked about enough. 
So I'm really glad we're talking about it right now. Yes. <laughs> really, really glad. Um, so I was curious, you know, I, I spent a lot of time studying your website. I think I told you that before. <laughs> and your website's fascinating to me because you do a lot more than your work as a postpartum coach. Um, so I would love to hear about that as well. I, I'd like to hear about the other work that you do and, you know, how, if at all, it kind of all ties together. Because I know, you know, as a multi-passionate business owner, sometimes our work is separate and sometimes it all blends together. So I, I'd love to know more about the work that you do in addition to your yeah, postpartum coaching. So I know um, when we're little, you know, in kindergarten, whatever, everybody <laughs> asks you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you always have to have just like one answer. Yep. And um, <laughs> as I've grown up and have, you know, gone through the whole traditional ways of, you know, schooling and work and everything, I have found that that's not a very fair question. Like, mm -hmm. I can't just stick to one thing for the rest of my life. I, yeah. I have multiple passions. And in kindergarten, I did find one passion. I wanted to be um, a writer, a book author, um, and I eventually got to there, but that wasn't where I started at all. Like when <laughs> people talk about being an author at kindergarten level, they're kind of just like, yeah, no, you might want to stick to something else, you know, a little <laughs> bit more uh, financially stable situation. Right. Yep. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> so yeah, but I've always had a passion for writing and um, my son had around his one year birthday had gotten really sick we thought he had leukemia at the time mm. and so I had to step away from like the corporate working world to um, help care for him and you know doctor's appointments and whatnot and I kind of got back into my passion for writing I became a freelance writer at that point mm. and um, just kind of developed my skill there and um, also created a website for myself and after doing that for a couple of years I'm like you know I really could do this for somebody else mm. and since became a freelance web designer oh, so how cool is that um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to like jump in and say that, but I think that's no, super okay. cool. That's that's just really neat to me. So those two things became kind of hand in hand for me. And then this postpartum part of it has always been, obviously, since my son was born, mm -hmm. something in the background. So my writing skills, I ended up writing a postpartum depression ebook. So mm. that kind of went hand in hand together. What's, what's the name of that book? It's called um, The Fourth Trimester, A Postpartum Depression Guide. Mm. And it's um, authored by myself and um, a friend of mine. She co, she was a co-writer on part of the book for me. Her name is Catherine Sullivan. Mm -hmm. um, and so we put that book together. And um, after you know the writing and the the postpartum and just everything kind of flowed together because I've been doing everything on my website by myself. So mm -hmm. that's all the that's writing pieces. That's the designing pieces. Yeah, I know that's how the that postpartum goes. pieces. <laughs> so it's yeah. uh, for me, my website showcases everything that I'm passionate about: writing, mm -hmm. web design, postpartum, and just motherhood in general. You know, just it's it's a it's a community that you don't realize that like once you have a baby, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this whole other world that you had no idea existed. Yes. You know, is right there. <laughs> you said it. You yep. definitely said it. And that is absolutely true. And and just as a side note, your website is beautiful. So it's amazing to hear that you did all that. I mean, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. I do all of my own design, but I am not a web designer by any stretch of the imagination. But your website is beautiful, and you can see that you put a lot of work and thought and time and passion, really, into it. So that's really cool to hear. And I Thank just you. I love how you tie it all together in this really unique way. And I can't wait to check out your ebook. just as a side note. Um, so <laughs> that's available on Amazon, by the way. Yes, awesome. That was my next question. You read my mind. Awesome. Um, so I'm curious here. 
How? And th- this is something that I think is is something we all have been thinking about lately, especially, you know, as business owners. And I'm curious how the pandemic has affected your work or has it? I know for a lot of people, it's affected it negatively. And for a lot of people, it's actually affected it positively. So I, I, I'd love to know how it's affected your work. So honestly, I, I think the pandemic has like catapulted me into just going full force with this postpartum coaching of mine. So I've had this outline of like, you know, I want to make this course for postpartum women so they can, you know, learn about their bodies and everything. And then it just kind of sat there and mm-hmm. didn't really do anything. You know, life happens. Oh, yeah. I'm a mom and now I have two kids uh-huh. and um, <laughs> ended up like, you know, I was pregnant during the start of this pandemic. Oh, I had my, my baby in June. Oh my goodness. And I just had this turning point. I had a conversation with my mom. I was like, you know, the women who are having babies in this pandemic are going to change motherhood. They mm-hmm. are going to go through something that nobody has experienced. Yep. And it's going to change everything. And so I actually started writing blog posts about like how this pandemic is going to change pregnancy. And I told my mom at that, that she's like my best friend. <laughs> I love it. I, I told my mom, I was like, so postpartum depression in a normal world is already so isolating. Now mm-hmm. enter in a pandemic where you have to stay indoors. You have to do this. You can't go to this. You, you have to go to your appointments alone. You have, you know, mm-hmm. how isolating is that even more, you know? Absolutely. And so I'm like, you know, this postpartum coaching thing, it has to be like now because yeah. these women are going to suffer now more than before with not having that community. They, at that, that point, they couldn't go outside and go to mommy and me classes mm-hmm. or leave the library or anything. Absolutely. They had to stay home. And I'm so over here from... shaking my head. You can't see me, but I'm shaking <laughs> my head in agreement here. Yes. And so it's just, if anything, it, it this pandemic has made me more passionate about like, this needs to be out there now. And I know that things are looking hopeful in the pandemic, but there's also going to be that sense of like, are we sure, you know, right. it's, it's not going to go back to normal tomorrow no, uh, or whatever normal is anymore. So um, <laughs> it's true. Just, New normal. <laughs> right. Exactly. Having a virtual community in a world where everything essentially is virtual is just so important that I wanted to make sure that it, my program got out there quickly. I think um, that's great. So yeah, that's where that's where we're at with that right now. <laughs> I, I think that's really great. I mean, it, it's nice to see <clears throat> as dark as this past year has been for so many people for so many reasons, it's nice to see some light coming from it which yes. is what I'm hearing and that that makes me feel really really great for all the women who are looking for that support and can find that with you so that brings me to another question yeah what advice would you give to any listeners who are looking for a postpartum coach if you're looking for a postpartum coach um I think that anybody can really throw the title coach on, on themselves mm-hmm. and you know uh I'm all in the process of becoming like a certified coach so I can have that like actual credential mm-hmm. I'm with but you if there. you're looking yeah if you're looking for a postpartum coach um the first thing I would just suggest is you know doing your research on you know their socials and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. what vibe do you get from them like mm-hmm. are are they going to be a friend for you that you are going to feel open with because if you're going to hire a postpartum coach and you're not going to be open with them there's no point in right and even continuing that relationship. So um, what vibe do you get? Do they set themselves away from everybody else? Like, do they set themselves up as an expert? Are they providing valuable information for free? You know, like, mm-hmm. are they 
giving any type of resource that you can connect with. Um, and just, yeah, the ultimate thing is if you can get on a discovery call with them, which I offer for free, it's a 30 minutes free with us to connect and, um, you know, asking questions and whatnot, but like interview them. Mm-hmm. This is oh, essentially, yeah. you know, it, it can kind of be, you are hiring a postpartum coach. So yes, it's a job interview for the postpartum coach. Absolutely. So you want to make sure that you have that vibe. Um, if you have a specific need in postpartum and this coach isn't going to cover it or this coach isn't interested in it, whatever, then your needs aren't going to be met. Um, so in that 30 minutes, hopefully around 30 minute discovery call, you'll figure out, do we vibe? Well, is this person going to be supportive of me? Am I going to get basically my money's worth if, you know, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term? (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, that's important to keep in mind. You know, you can't, I'm, I'm really glad that you're explaining it this way, because I think that's the most important thing that a lot of people don't take the time to think about. You have to feel comfortable. You have to be in a place with that person, like you said, where you're going to feel comfortable opening up. Yes. If you don't feel comfortable, then then you're wasting your time. Exactly. And you won't get the value out of it that you deserve. Exactly. So I, I think that's really important, and I couldn't agree more with what you just said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> On the flip side, not the flip side really, but this is sort of a, a different direction. What advice would you give to anyone who might be interested in becoming a postpartum coach? Of course, if you want to become a postpartum coach, I mean, you also have you have to set yourself apart as an expert. So you have to bring value to the table before you can even start charging anybody for your mm-hmm. help and services and advice and all that. So you have to be the one doing the footwork. Um, you have to be the one reaching out and making those connections. And, um, but that could take months before you even actually gain, um, a a postpartum client. Um, you just, you have to build those relationships ahead of time and you have to be somebody who's knowledgeable. If somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer to, obviously don't lie about it, Mm -hmm. but that can also give you a general idea of, okay, if I'm getting this question and I'm not, I don't know, I need to research this area more. Right. So just kind of putting feelers out there on what people are looking for postpartum wise, um, I have looked at, you know, when I have my own website, so you want to optimize for, you know, search engine optimization. But when you look for keywords associated with postpartum, there's hardly anything that's like helpful Mm. to show you like, oh, you know, thousands of people are looking for this keyword, postpartum depression assistance or postpartum recovery essentials or anything like that. There's like hardly any keyword search for that. Hmm. Um, so you're going to have to kind of put feelers out there on what are people actually looking for? What are these moms at two, three, four o'clock in the morning scouring Google for in the middle of the night? Why are they suffering? Why do they need That's help? interesting. And, um, yeah, going, cause you know, on my website, I also write blog posts and you know, you need to optimize those as well. And the search keywords don't generate as much as baby registry essentials or baby registry must have. Those are in the thousands, oh, yeah. tens of thousands of researches, per, you know, per month. And then postpartum is like 106 oh my people goodness. will search for this. You know, That's it's very surprising. And yeah, mm. right? And I thought so too, because there's so much information that you could be providing about postpartum and these mamas don't don't know what to look right. for um, or they just are suffering and not knowing that there's help out there. And either one of those is very, you know, disheartening to, to learn about. It but is. Yeah, that's that's where I would go with that is just start doing your research, look for what these mamas are looking for. And you can find that too when you go to Amazon and look for motherhood books or postpartum depression books. Look at the reviews that these women are, leave, are mm-hmm. leaving. What is the verbiage that they're saying? And they're like, oh, this book helped me 
come out of the fog of motherhood mm. okay let's get the term come out of the fog of motherhood right. or this book helped me with you know x y and z okay take that term and and you know connect with your moms based on what they're telling you in these reviews that, that makes sense. a lot of sense actually and it's it's really interesting because <laughs> i think you know j- just as a side note i, I just want to can't think of the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> and that happens. Ma- mom brain, right? I still have it. My kids, there my kids are 21 months old. I still have mom brain. I think that lasts forever. Oh. <laughs> my it kids does, will be 25 does. and I'll be like, what? I don't know what's going on here. Um, but I think that that's, you know, what, what you're saying, I think takes on two important meanings for lack of better word. You know, when it comes to you know, marketing yourself as a postpartum coach, but also as someone looking for information, not knowing what to look for. I'm really glad you said, you know, fog of motherhood, you know, all these things, because there is all of this terminology that you might not think of, or a lot of the time people don't want to use the word postpartum or people who, Mm -hmm. you know, know they're going through something. They don't know what it is. They don't think it's postpartum depression. It might be, or the phrase postpartum depression might scare them. And I know what that feels like to be frightened of this potential, you know, diagnosis. I'm putting that in quotes because, you know, even though it's important, and I know I say that in a sarcastic sounding way, and I don't mean to, but I think hearing the word diagnosis can also be really scary and intimidating. And knowing that getting the information for yourself can make it less scary. So looking up, you know, doing the research, just searching anything related to, you know, what you're feeling in relation to new motherhood is super important. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really great advice and very detailed, great advice. And I do want to point out that the term, so new mom, because it's on my my website often, Mm -hmm. new mom does not mean first time mom. Right. New mom is a mom who has given birth who has just given birth because you yep. are different with each pregnancy with oh, each yeah. postpartum experience with each kid mm-hmm. you don't get a manual for every one of them and just because yeah. you have three Wish four five kids right <laughs> if you have two three four five kids now you have a newborn you've never done it before with newborn plus two three right. four five kids you know it's always a different experience so I just I don't want anyone to feel like I'm excluding them when I say new mom. I'm not asking for first time mom. I'm asking for new mom, a postpartum mom. I'm asking for somebody who has just given birth and, you know, is is on their postpartum journey Mm because it's always a different experience. I am so glad that you just said that. I really (laughs) am, because that is such an important thing to take note of because you hear so much people talk all the time about in pregnancy every pregnancy is different which it is I've been pregnant one time in my whole life but I I have a lot of examples of people who have been pregnant multiple times and every single time emotionally physically mentally you name it it's different it is exactly the same as when you are a new mom Like you said, first-time mom is a completely different title from new mom. And I am so glad that you just talked about that because that is something that I think people need to be aware of. So, And I feel like moms, they, you know, they're like, well, I've had, you know, one, two or three kids. I should have this together. I should be able to figure (laughs) out. I don't need help because I should know how to do this. And it's not like you there's no shame in asking for help. You are a new mom. And like I said a minute ago, you've never done it with 
you know, a newborn plus two, three, four, five kids. Like you're, you're just, you're, it's a new experience. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I thank you because it's, it's extremely important and that that's just something that people need to be aware of. So I'm curious here and, and this kind of takes our, our conversation here into a, a, a more fun personal direction. If you weren't in this line of work, and that takes everything from website design and postpartum coaching and everything that you do. What work do you think you would be doing if you weren't doing this or would you still be doing this work? So I think based on my background experience and my education, I, I have a master's in education. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have worked in some form of education background, which uh, could be early childhood education, which is what I was doing, or even you know high school college education, it would have been something in the form of education. So Mm -hmm. maybe not directly postpartum education coaching, but Mm. um, definitely something in the education field. Yeah. Education is such a great field. My husband's a teacher and my mom was a teacher and my dad was originally going to be a teacher and then he became a dentist. So that's, (laughs) that's an interesting story, but (laughs) it's, it's, you know, I love education, you know, I love teachers, but just in general, education is such an important part of our lives, education on so many levels. So I think that's really, that that's really, really cool. Uh, just a quote that sticks with me about education, mm-hmm. you know, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Oh. And Benjamin Franklin says that. So I feel like education is just, I know medical is always going to be needed, but mm-hmm. we're always going to be learning, always going to be growing. And so just that education piece of it is always going to be relevant to us. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I totally agree. And that's why I love (laughs) education and I have such respect for teachers at all levels. You know, I teach adults and teaching adults is a completely different experience than teaching kids. And, you know, no offense to kids, but I couldn't do it. I I, I just, I'm not the kind of person to have the patience to deal with kids. I barely have the ta- the patience to deal with adults when they're acting like two-year-olds and I'm trying to teach them. And I'm like, what is happening here? But regardless, I have super high respect for teaching, you know, teachers, because it is such a difficult and amazing amazing job. So I I love that quote that you just gave because it's 100% true. (laughs) Um, So here are two really fun questions that I think are very similar, but are also different. Um, And I like to ask all of my guests this question. And it's two parts. Like I said, they're two questions, similar but different. You can have the same answer to both or different. This is your question, but I'm going to give you both and you can choose which one you want to answer first or, or however. The first part is, who are three people who have had the most influence on you? And the other part of the question is, if you could have dinner, lunch, snacks, drinks, conversation, dinner party, whatever, with three people deceased or alive, related to you, not related to you, fictional, real, who would they be and why? And when I say fictional or real, I am talking, think outside the box. They don't have to be human. They can be Muppets. They can be cartoons. (laughs) Be creative. This is your moment. When I say be creative, I mean you can be creative. not saying you have to be. So this is, I really think this is a fun question. So the floor is okay. yours. So for, I'll, I'll answer the first part about who the, uh, the three people who have had the most influence on me. So mm-hmm. like I said before, my mom's like my best friend. <laughs> I love that. So I will go ahead and say her as my number one. She um, is my first teacher of many things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll always be the one that I 
you know, grew up watching and learning and just being a person um, to just guide me through life. So she's obviously my number one influence. Mm-hmm. Second, my husband. Yeah. So we have grown together. We've been together for 16 years. So mm. um, we got together when we were 13. Oh, my goodness. That is just unheard of. I know. <laughs> I love school. that. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the sweetest thing ever. <sighs> So we've been together for this, this October will be 17 years, but of the 16 years that we've been together, we just keep learning new things with each other and growing. And we've gone through all those hormonal, emotional ups and downs and whatnot, but we've never broken up. And I find that that's like our number one strength is that we just don't give up on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, It is hard. And like I said, no matter how many years you've been together with your support person, even going through postpartum, your relationship is challenged. And we have a pretty solid foundation. Mm -hmm. And just um, knowing that he just won't give up on me um, and I won't give up on him, you know, is is influential in my life. That's so beautiful. (laughs) I love hearing that. The third person who's been most influential is my aunt, Adriana. Mm-hmm. She has been in my life since I was five, but she didn't marry my uncle until um, I was about 12. Okay. Um, but she's been just such a strong, strong, independent woman and mm-hmm. just somebody that I've looked up to. Like, you know, I want to be like her. She's so mm-hmm. independent. She doesn't rely on, you know, obviously she loves my uncle, but she doesn't rely on anybody to... Um, to do things for her she will make it happen she has two kids of her own and she did suffer with postpartum depression and she's helped me she's been one of the moms I've collaborated with in my ebook and in my program oh, cool. just being you know somebody I can talk to about it and mm-hmm. learn from her experience and you know what she did to help herself so um yeah she's just been somebody somebody who would give it to me straight you know she wouldn't sugarcoat anything if I really wanted some honest opinion I would have to you know put my shield up because I knew it was gonna it wasn't gonna come with that's any so great though <laughs> right that's so awesome though the people who can be like that with you and you still love them and respect them and they respect you enough to give you that honest brutally honest feedback those are the most important people I love that definitely and the um the three people that I would have dinner snacks um drinks anything with my so the first one kind of character um Mm -hmm. Walt Disney Mm. I am a huge Disney nerd like it's (laughs) unbelievable my kids have no choice we don't watch Nickelodeon we watch Disney okay (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that (laughs) yes it's all Disney straight up here um I would just honestly, I would like to thank him for the memories and the happiness that his dreams have brought to me Mm. and now seeing it through my kids' eyes. And it's just, um, Disney is such a huge part of who I am. You know, everybody can, if there's ever a Disney trivia night, everybody's calling me up like Samantha's going to be on my team because (laughs) she just knows everything about Disney. (laughs) I love it. So it's been such a, um, such a positive part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and the second person, and this is hilarious, <laughs> it would be Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, it, that's an interesting one. I'm really so curious. I've, I've had, he has been my celebrity crush since like the fourth grade because <laughs> of his role in um, Pitch Black mm-hmm. as Riddick. Oh my God. Like I have just been in love with him since the fourth grade and just every movie, whether it's a good movie or not, I, if it has you a Diesel in I am watching just, it. Yes. I get it. I understand. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the third person, uh, it would be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm, okay, I so, love him. Yes. I love he him for so many just, reasons. Right? He's just a respectable, humble human mm-hmm. being. I know that he's, um, you know, he's good looking in all that sense. But like for me, it's just about the connection that he wants with his fans um, yeah. and how he's just, he goes out of his way to help people. Yeah. 
That's what um, I love about him. Yeah, and he just shows kindness no matter how famous he is. He says, you know, that, yeah, it's important. Uh, it's it's nice to be important, but it's also important to be nice is one mm. of his, like, top quotes. And I I've think never that is that. just so, like yeah, it's just so imperative. Like, you know, yes, you want to, people want to be, you know, celebrities, I guess, at one point. But when they get there, sometimes their status grows bigger than they are and they mm -hmm. just forget where they came from. But for him, it's like, you know... Yeah, it's not about the money, it's not about the fame, it's about being nice to everybody else and turning it back into the world. And um, I would really like to talk to him about that. <laughs> I think that is a really, th those are great answers. I mean, I always <laughs> I always say that to people when I ask these questions, but those are really interesting ones. And I, especially, you know, uh, The Rock. I mean, he he's such a fascinating person and hearing you talk about him is just, that's really cool. I like your answers. And his tequila is very, very good, by is the way. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> the funny thing is, of I don't drink anymore. I, I've never been a big drinker anyway, but it just doesn't agree with me. But but um, tequila has been the only hard liquor that I've ever really enjoyed. So I will have to keep that in mind. Yes, try it out. Definitely. <laughs> yes, I, I like hearing that. Smooth is good when we're talking about tequila because otherwise you're like, ah, burn my face off. Oh my goodness. Right? I'll have to fire give water. that a shot. I had no, yeah, fire water. I like that. That is hilarious. I'm going to tell my husband that and he's going to think that is funny. Fire water. Love it. Um, so tell me what you enjoy doing when you're not working and you just have the time to yourself, which we all know is very hard as a mom. But yes. tell me what you enjoy doing when you're not working. I enjoy talking to people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very introvert person. So like if I meet somebody new, I'm really the person to say hi first. I'm always, you know, and that's kind of funny being a postpartum coach because I had to put myself out there, mm -hmm. um, but it's always that fear of rejection. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I enjoy talking and learning about people and just their experiences. And I also love DIY projects. Mm. I, 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 I'm with I'm you there. I'm a huge HGTV person. Oh Me and my dad could sit there and watch ever. all day. Yes. Totally. We'll watch all day and remodel the house 15 times, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> in different ways from, you know, all these different channels. And um, it's just, it's hard when you finally get into a DIY project because you're just like, okay, well, when is, are we done yet? Like, I just yep. want it to be finished at this point. <laughs> I so understand that. Do I ever. <laughs> but it's fun and it, it keeps me creative and it keeps me um, just kind of fresh and using my mind in a different way. Yeah. Um, so Which yeah, I definitely nice. love those projects. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> using your mind in a different way. And that's yeah. something really important. Um, <laughs> So here's a really, th this is kind of my last fun question that I always like to ask. Do you have a nickname? I love to know if people have nicknames. I always say this. I always find people fall into two categories. It's either I love nicknames or I really don't like nicknames. Don't call me by a nickname. So I'm, I'm, it's just something I like to ask everybody. Do you have a nickname? I, I have a few. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, I, I like nicknames. They're, you know, they're fine with me. My I have, I don't think I ever actually really answered to Samantha. <laughs> so first and foremost, it's Sam. Uh, everybody who knows me just calls me by Sam. Mm -hmm. um, my brother, he's my younger brother, always just calls me sissy. And that's just kind of been what <laughs> I've grown up hearing. That's cute. Um, a funny one. My dad calls me Poobut. 
Hmm. And that stems from a blowout that I had at six months old. Oh, no. And has just been my name. I'm 30 years old now. And it's been my name since that, I love it. that incident. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. That is, that is so funny. Oh, I love those kinds of nicknames, though, because they stick with you and doesn't matter what it is. That's what I'm going to call you forever. Yep. And you're like, and okay. That's exactly. <laughs> and my three-year-old just adores my dad and copies everything he oh, says. God. So when my dad calls me from, a, you know, hey, Pooba, my little one's over there. Pooba, you know, I'm like, oh, God, now I have it from two of them. It's <laughs> too funny. Oh, my God. I love it. Yes, I love it. The, the little ones. Yeah. When they copy and they they call you things that you're like, oh, oh, here we go. And that's what it's going to be. Okay. Exactly. I think that is so funny. That just made my day. I can't stop smiling. My face hurts from laughing right now. That is great. Glad I can give you something oh, to smile about. I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. Hopefully they're all laughing as hard as I am right now. Goodness gracious. I'm being a little vulnerable here. Take it, please. <laughs> hey, it's a fun nickname. I mean, let's be honest. I promise I won't call you Pooh Butt. I promise. <laughs> so, Samantha, tell me where listeners can connect with you and learn more about you and what you do. Yeah, of course. Um, on Instagram, because I feel like every mom is out there, um, I have an Instagram page. <laughs> My handle is herjournal.blog. Um, my private Facebook community, um, where I just kind of give, I, I have a co-host with me. Um, we do postpartum. She, I'm the postpartum mental health. She's postpartum fitness. So we kind of oh, conjoined nice. and, and have created a community for postpartum women. That's yeah. awesome. Um, it's called fiercely postpartum tribe and it's totally free. We just, you know, we accept mamas who have given birth, um, about the last, you know, within the last year or mm -hmm. who are expecting. So you can kind of learn about postpartum and the journey that you want to have. And mm -hmm. just, again, having that community of other supporting moms in there who are going through what you're going through. Um, so yeah, Fiercely Postpartum Tribe. And then my website, uh, herjournal.blog. I try to keep it easy. Just I like consider, it. You know, always herjournal.blog. And that name, like I said, I would like to be a writer and I've always you know kind of had a diary or journal throughout my life mm -hmm. and so when I made my website it was to start being you know blog posts and just journaling my thoughts and that's where her journal came from so yeah herjournal.blog I love that I think that is really unique I like it and it's simple you <laughs> know we, you. we like simple everybody needs simple without yes. being boring and it is exactly that it is simple but intriguing I think that's really, really cool. Thank you for sharing that. So, Samantha, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all about these wonderful, wonderful, supportive things that you do to help women, to help moms. It's so, it's such important work that you do, and I just think it's great. So, I just want to say thank you for being here, sharing all this, sharing some of this fun stuff about you. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm so glad I was able to connect with you and thank you very much for having me on here and letting me just talk your ear off about postpartum and all the things that I'm passionate about. It is my pleasure. Honestly, I'm a talker and I, I, I love hearing other people who like to talk, especially about something like this. Yeah, so awesome. thank you. I just, my number one thing is to help, help other people and um, finding my niche in postpartum, being able to help other moms has definitely been a dream come true. So I love talking about it. I 
think that was an amazing conversation with Samantha. There's so much to understand about postpartum depression, and I think the first step is realizing it's not always obvious. It's also not something to be ashamed of. Postpartum depression is very real, and it's very treatable. On top of that, having a coach who went through postpartum depression personally makes such a difference when you're going through something that you maybe don't understand or haven't gone through before in your life. So I highly recommend checking out Samantha, see what she has to offer, listen to what she has to say. She could change your life. Join me in my next episode when I'll be talking all about my new ebook, Fertility Holistic Self Care. Take control of your fertility naturally. See you then.